Hello, my royal pains. This is your prince among kings, Matthew Sanborn-Smith, and his aristocratic arse cast, Beware the Hairy Mango. It's the May 22nd show, and we've spilled over into Mucho Mango Junio. Like, that's something to be proud of. The next three shows will feature stories that are expansions of things that I wrote in the early days of Beware the Hairy Mango's Tumblr. Early days meaning a few months ago. You never go there anyway, so this will be completely new to you. Today's story is all about obsession. If you're obsessed with keeping track of your intake of chocolate confections, your best bet would be to start a fudge log. Fudge Log by Matthew Sanborn Smith. Damien's father had always told him he was as tired as a fudge log, and Damien had always assumed that a fudge log was literally a big piece of shit. Well, you can imagine his surprise when, many years later, he found himself at his fiancée Wilma's family home, and there on the table was a big log made of fudge. It tasted great. Much better than a big piece of shit. Don't ask. And it did seem tired. Damien had been able to take a big bite out of it without even having to sneak up on it. From where did this wonder originate? He asked his future father-in-law, Michael. From the mighty forest of fudge, my lad, the old man said, taking him by the arm. He waved his hand slowly across their field of vision as he described the scene. High in the condensed milk mountains, there lies a forest of chocolate delight. Mighty lumberjacks take down the trees and devour what they're able before kicking the remains down the side of the mountain while their spouses and children wait for the bounty below, ready to whisk it off to market on their giant cat sleds. Of course, they take bites themselves, as do the cats. The logs are dragged for miles over the most disgusting terrain the logger families can find, and what's left is mushed together into log-shaped logs of fudgy goodness. And also a lot of spitty, catty, filthy goodness. From this richness comes the delicious fudge log, made for you and for me. I don't know about you, lad, but all I ever want to do in my life is to eat this fudge log. Are you with me? Damien wept. I want to build a fudge log cabin and eat this one inside of it. With you, dad. Oh my god, I love you, son. Such was their bond that Damien could no longer marry Wilma, for she was now his sister. He invited her to come to the fudge forest and build a cabin with him and their father. Wilma declined the offer and instead slashed his tires. But you'll be happy to know that true love overcame all. Damien and Michael's true love for the fudge log won out. They didn't give up on their dream because of a few dozen steel-belted ribbons. They decided to ride the log itself into the forest. There were enough living things trapped inside it that it had dozens of legs and could carry them to the ends of the earth. It seemed like the perfect plan if you don't count their overwhelming desire to eat their own vehicle. Seventeen days into their trip, they'd been driven close to insanity by the arduous journey and the nine-year-old hot dogs they had discovered on the rolling hot dog thing at 7-Eleven a few miles back. They fell upon their transportation teeth first and fudged themselves up until their mouths were stuck closed. What was left of the fudge log now made its escape. Being lighter now, it was able to stay ahead of them, but the two men, driven on by a madness-inspired severe lack of fudgement, gave chase for the remaining hundred yards until they reached the chocolate forest. There they found the giant sequoias of fudge trees. They raced to the nearest one and ate until they burrowed right into it. You might say they were trapped, but they never would. They were home. They had a craving for a nice steak. If this story fudged your undies, you can lick them and other soiled delicate delicacies at the URL of the anti-caramel BewareTheHairyMango.com. It's time for mail. Email BewareTheHairyMango. It takes more than one to tango. The only other rhyme is Durango. Unless you stretch Mustango.
Lawrence writes, You're always saying what the SF and SF signal stands for. What doesn't the SF and SF signal stand for? Thanks, Lawrence. What a mind-blowing question. My first thought is that there's nothing it doesn't stand for, but then I realized there's a whole slew of things it doesn't stand for, like transverse axis and puppy dog tails and high-speed laundromat. Also, it won't stand for your shenanigans. Email music provided by David Bradshaw at davidbradshawmusic.com. Of all the David Bradshaws in the world, he's the David Bradshawiest. Are you still listening? Surrender embarrassingly, and the comments for this post are chick or email me, and we'll drink shitty fake coffee at Matthew at BewareTheHairyMango.com, or discover where baby Henry's come from at BewareTheHairyMango at gmail.com. Turns out they come from Peter Moon. Don't get upset, I love it when you don't get my jokes. Whenever we're out of touch, the SF and SF signal stands for solo frustration, the point where we try to convince ourselves we have a headache just to avoid masturbation. Our parents and teachers gave us terrible advice, how we long to keep our hands to other people's selves. You know what? Skip Twitter for a day. Head over to the Drabblecast where I'm doing my first narration for a mango-like story by Catherine West called Trimming the Fat. It's episode 360, which is appropriate because I like to go around in circles. If you hate BewareTheHairyMango.tumblr.com, I urge you to boycott it. Hell, I urge you to boycott it even if you love it. I need the publicity. And why don't we ever hear about girl cots? Where's my daughter supposed to sleep? I lie in bed at night furious that she has to sleep on the floor in the next room. For those of you keeping score, the Mucho Mango Mile 2016 fund is at 43% of the goal. If we hit $1,500 by the end of June 13, 2015, I'll make 31 more shows next May of this mango I vowed to quit. Remember, if you donate $75, I'll create a personalized mango just for you with your input. Four people have taken me up on that so far. That's four more shows I'm doing, even if we don't reach $1,500. What am I, a masochist? Please stop me! This podcast shakes its fist fistily at the neighborhood kids who insist that its yard is the only one in the neighborhood perfectly suited to their seven-week intensive course of fist-shaking lessons, especially since its owner has become the star of the class, which makes it shake all the more savagely, resulting in an upward spiral of seismic consequences and a shattered Creative Commons attribution non-commercial share like 4.0 international license. Until Kelly's Blue Book learns to cheer the hell up, this will climb a tree and act like a Matthew Sanborn Smith and remind you if Arkansas and Tennessee become one state, they might be called Arkansas. Good night.